2: Log Talk Radio.
1: Good evening. Good evening, welcome to Blessed by Grace Radio Tonight is Thursday night This is September the 10th, 2020 The time is 9.35pm We are currently in the Apple Valley studio Where critically acclaimed the bishop, the overseer And the pastor of the great to all nations Pentecost Church of Jesus Christ Tonight, the honorable and comparable Dr. Michelle For more, he's been the shepherd of the house For the last 60 years, he's been the national bishop and all that for over 59 years. So we're so grateful and elated that on another Thursday night, we're back with you tonight for the weekly Food for the Soul Bible Study Sessions. Yes, that is what tonight is. Now, in the Christian community, when we talk about Bible study, it's the study of what? You ask the Bible by ordinary people as a personal religious or spiritual practice. Some denominations may call this devotion or devotional acts. However, in other denominations, devotion has other meanings. Bible study in this sense is a distinct form of biblical studies, which is a formal academic discipline. So when you talk about Bible study, it is you studying God's word, you learning effectively something, That is in that book. And what book? It is the Holy Bible. Now, to me, the Holy Bible, the acronym stands for He Only Left You, Basic Instructions Before Leaving Earth. That means the Bible is our tutelage. It is our guide as to how we are to develop our life, how we are to be on this spiritual journey. The Bible talks about everything and anything that is detailed for our lives. Now, whether you know it or not, Whether you believe it or not, God created us after his own heart. He created us to be an image like him. He wanted us to do what we could do to be a benefit to him and what he would have us to do. This is why every day when the Lord blows breath into your body, he determines, and he doesn't second guess if he's going to wake you up this day, he knows it in his heart. He's going to wake you up so that way you have another chance another awesome opportunity, another day of his unmerited favor where his grace is sufficient enough for you to do what he's asking of you to do. And if you're saying, well, Tasha, I don't know what that is. What does that mean? Well, let me explain something to you. If you know how to say, dear God, and then talk to him, like you would talk to me, Dr. Moore, your family and your friends, I believe the moment that you say in the name of Jesus, that's where it becomes, Signed, sealed, and delivered. It goes right to heaven. That's what I believe. That may not be technically true, but I know that when I pray and I say in Jesus' name, amen, as soon as I say in Jesus' name, when I call his name, I'm signing it, I'm sealing it, and I'm delivering it up to heaven so he can hear my prayer, so he can hear my thoughts, my conversation with him. And for you, you may have another way to say it. And if you do, that's okay too. As long as you go into your prayer closet, it could be a space in your mind, a time of day It could be in your car, a real closet, your restroom, your bedroom. It doesn't matter. You just have to pick a time that you and Jesus can conversate throughout the day. He knows what's in your heart. He created your heart. So he knows. He understands it, and he has no resistance about it. Just remember this. If you never remember anything else that I say on this radio broadcast, remember this, God has never made a mistake. He makes no mistake. What that means is everything he does, he did it because that's what he wanted to do. That's what he was supposed to do. He'll always do it for all of eternity. That's what that means. He doesn't make a mistake. Now, there's nobody on the earth besides Jesus Christ crucified on that cross, an innocent man, that had never made a mistake. We all have at some point come and fallen short of the glory. Every one of us has at one point or another. But when you repent of your sins, it's are you learning from the mistakes so you don't do them again? Well, we can learn from them. We can and we will. It's that simple. Just learn from the mistakes. Do better. We can, we will. It's all good over here because I know it can be that. I believe it in my heart. Yes, I do. And if you believe in your heart, let's get ready. Because the reason why we're here tonight is to delve into the Bible. Yes. We want to get that amazing understanding and the affirmations. We want to learn spiritually. We want to be fed. Because these lessons keep us fed from one Thursday to the next. We can feast for a week off of the Thursday lessons with Dr. Moore and then the next Thursday. Again, so we can four Thursdays a month, sometimes five, if there's five weeks in the month, we're feasting spiritually. And if you go to church, well, you got all those Sundays, too, and every day. If you read your Bible, you can feast every day. It's not just church or the radio show. You can feast every day if that's what you want to do. Ladies and gentlemen, let's feast right now because Dr. Moore is ready as I am. I'm so excited that we get to learn today. So here we go, ladies and gentlemen. Talk to more. God bless you all. Oh, appreciate you for listening.
0: God bless you and raise your hand. Again, amen. We thank the Lord for this hour and this day. And I also say this is the day the Lord has made, And let us be glad and let us rejoice therein. We just take God. At his word. He didn't say how we feel, Amen. Or what we're going through with. He said, He made this day. Let us be glad. And let us rejoice there in it. Thank God. Amen. Always from my granddaughter testimony. Amen. Always encouraging. Praise the Lord herself and trying to encourage others. We're going to get right into the word of God. Amen. Tonight. Apostle Paul says, study to show thyself approved. Being a workman, need is not ashamed to rightly divide the word of truth. Again, this is why we have these Bible studies, amen, because we want to make sure we understand God's word as He wants us to understand it, as He opened up our understanding to understand His word. I'm going to call your attention, amen, to the book of First Thessalonians chapter five one through six and second Thessalonians chapter two one through nine. But of the time and season, brethren, ye had no need that I write unto you. For yourself knows prayerfully that the day of the Lord shall come as a thief in the night. For when they shall say peace and safety, then sudden destruction is coming upon them. As travail upon a woman with a child, and they shall not escape. But ye, brethren, are not in darkness that they shall overtake you as a thief. You are the children of light and the children of day. We are not of the night nor of darkness. Wherefore, let us not sleep as do others, but let us watch. And be sober. Now we beseech you, brethren, by the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ, and by his gathering together unto him, that ye be not soon shaken in mind, or be troubled, neither by spirit, nor by words, nor by letters. As from us, and that the day of Christ is at hand. Let no man deceive you by any means, for that day shall not come except there come a fallen away first, and that the man of sin be revealed, the son of prediction. who opposes and exalts himself above all that is called God or that is worshiping so that he, as God said, is in the temper of God, showing himself that he is God. Remember ye not That when I was yet with you I told you these things And now Ye know what withholdeth That he might be revealed In his time For the mystery of iniquity Does already work Only he who now let us will let until he be taken out of the way. And then shall the wicked be revealed, whom the Lord shall consume with the spirit of his mouth and shall destroy with the brightness of his coming. Even him who cometh is after the work of Satan with all power and signs and lying wonders, Watch therefore, for you know neither the day nor the hour, wherein the Son of Man is coming. Apostle Paul is speaking to us from First and Second Thessalonians, letting us know that we are living in the last days. And certainly every believer can contest for that, that we are living in the last days. The church of the last days is to be watchful and ready for end time events. Beloved, we, we must be watchful and we must be ready. For end time events And certainly amen in 2020 If you know anything about the word of God End time events Is almost hitting us every day We're looking at the word of God Being fulfilled right before our eyes And yet we don't want to believe it and we don't believe want want to believe that Jesus is really coming soon. The coming of the Lord, He's going to come, and nobody will be able to stop Him when He get ready to come. The time is unknown. We don't know. The minute of the hour when the Son of Man is going to come, it's unknown. But the events that he spoke about is certain. And again, just look around you and see the trouble in this world all over from hatred to all kind of catastrophic things that is coming up on this earth. And man's heart is failing then because of the fear. But the Bible let us know the children of the light are aware of the time. If you've really been born again and been filled with the gift of the Holy Ghost, in another tongue have the spirit of god give you uttering you are not in darkness you are in the light or in the knowledge of the lord prophecy regarding the day of the lord apostasy will come false crisis will come you let us know amen we are in the days of the The Lord return, And as you know as well as I know, amen, the land is full of apostasy. Antichrist will be revealed. The mystery of iniquity already works. Delusion shall deceive the wicked. We are living in the last days. Paul is warning us. Warning come before destruction. We've been warned and we've been warned and we started being warned. And it seems like amen, we are not taking heed to the warnings. But if we don't take heed to the warnings and the destruction that is coming up on the face of this world, we will not have an excuse. Because the Bible is an open book right before us that we can read every day, any time during the day. And if we don't understand it, we can ask him to open up our understanding that we might understand the scripture. So man, woman, boy, and girl, you are without an excuse. All excuses were nailed to the cross. In the book of Revelation, he said, Behold, he comes with clouds. And every eye shall see him. And they which pierce him, and all kindreds of the earth, they shall wail and become because of him. Even so, amen, I am the Alpha and I am the Omega. I am the beginning and the ending, says the Lord, which is and which was. And which is to come I'm the Lord I am almighty Jesus letting us know Revelation 1, 7 and 8 Letting us know that he is The almighty God Almost 2,000 years has passed Since the ascending Of Jesus Christ Yet the promise of his return is alive. And this is vibrant in the heart of man, the apostles, the believers. Now more than ever, the bride looks especially for the bridegroom. Just as Jesus ascended into heaven in a cloud, He will descend from heaven up on a cloud, and every eye shall see him. It's not going to be a myth. That same Jesus that was here on earth, when he left here, his disciples were looking at him leave here. And I believe the angels say, why? Stand here, ye gazing in heaven. This same Jesus that you see, the left here, he's coming back again. All Jesus is coming. He will descend from heaven upon a cloud, and every eye shall see him. And those who have washed, in the blood of Jesus Christ and have made themselves ready. We'll be caught up together with the Lord in the air. Those that been washed their robe in the blood of the Lamb. We're gonna be caught up to meet the Lord in the air in another dimension. A dimension that is different from earth dimension. We're going to be caught up to meet the Lord in his dimension. Those who is unprepared, they will cry out in English and fear because of the coming destruction. Those Amen. when the Lord takes the restrainer from the earth, that is to take all his righteous people, from the earth, then God's going to pour out his wrath On the children of disobedience They're going to cry out in anguish And fear because of the coming destruction Destruction is going to come like never before It's a very mild thing what we are seeing now Compared to what's coming up on the face of this earth Malachi prophesied. Elijah would come before the great and dreadful day of the Lord and would call the people of Israel to repent. Through repentance, they could escape the destruction. God would bring up on the earth. Malachi 4, 5, and 6. Listen, through repentance, we can escape the destruction that God is going to bring up on earth, but mankind must repent. We can escape COVID-19 if mankind would only repent. But we live in a time now that humanity have exalted himself. And believe that he is like the Most High And he don't need the Most High anymore John the Baptist fulfilled the prophecy In parts By coming In the Spirit And the power of Elijah He came in the Spirit And in the power of Of Elijah St. Luke 1 and 17 However John Himself declared He was not Elijah John uh, Didn't amen Uh, uh, John said He was not Elijah But he came in the spirit Of Elijah John one twenty one and 23, Jesus affirmed that when Elijah come, he will restore all things. Matthew chapter 17, 11 and 12. It was Moses and Elijah who appeared with Jesus. And his transfiguration. Moses and Elijah. Elijah was translated from the earth. Moses died. And nobody knows where his body is but Jesus. But at the transfiguration of Jesus, Moses and Elijah appeared. Two men that were dead appeared
2: alive.
0: There upon the mountain, there were Peter, James, and John. They beheld the glory of God upon Jesus as he revealed to them the likeness of his coming. When he will return with power and great glory. When Jesus comes and returns to earth, he's going to come in power and great glory. And on the Mount of Transfiguration, Moses and Elijah, they couldn't look up on his face because of the glory of God. The brightness on his countenance was too bright for them to really look up on. That's why the Lord had told Moses, no man has ever seen my face and lived." You think you want to see Jesus' face? His face will not be covered with earthly flesh. Like it was when he came. He will not look like a dark skinned Jew or what we call a black man or a white man. His face will outshine the sun. Do you really want to see his face? He coming in power. In great glory That Moses and Elijah Accomplish him They may suggest That they may be The true witness In Zechariah 4 11 and 14 In Revelation 11 Who will stand Before the Lord Awaiting the fulfillment of their prophecy during the second half of Daniel 17 week. When Elijah come to restore all things, he will prepare the way of the Lord just as John the Baptist did at the first coming of Jesus as Israel Messiah. In this content, Malachi foretold the coming of Christ. Beloved, make up in your mind, Jesus is coming. And he's not coming back in a baby form. He's not coming back as a weak little lamb. Will he coming back as the Almighty God? And I'm afraid if you are not really born again, you won't be able to look up on his face. But who may abide the day of his coming? Who won't be able to stand at the day of his coming? The armies will not be able. Your Congress and your White House will not be able to confront him. And who shall stand when he appears? The Bible says, every knee is going to bow, and every tongue is confess that he is Lord of Lords and King of Kings. Oh, I wonder do you realize the awesomeness and the power of God. He's not a little toy. He's nothing to be played with. We must give him highly honor and respect. And who shall stand when he appear? Nobody. You got to bow to him, for he is like a refining fire. He he's like fire children, a refining fire. I cannot even explain to what this really is, and he's like full of soap. He shall sit as a refining and purified silver. And he shall purify the sons of Levi. God going to butt up all the sin out of the sons of Levi, those that were supposed to be priests and to serve him. And purge them as gold and silver. God's going to clean them up. He's going to purge them as gold and silver. That they may offer unto him the Lord an offering in righteousness. God wants to offer in righteousness, but he, you can't get a, a offering of a righteousness unless the Lord purge you, unless the Lord clean you up. I don't care how you try to magnify him with your mouth. You are not clean. Your offering is not acceptable in the sight of God. Remember who you're serving. You're not just serving anybody. You're not just serving anything. You are serving the creator of this world. For behold, the day cometh that shall burn as an oven. The day, amen, is coming. It's going to be on fire. It's going to be hot. The day is coming. It's going to burn as an oven. But what I, I love, the Bible tells us, amen, whatever he. Shall be talking about the saints of God, we shall be like him. But if you don't be like him, the day comes, it's gonna burn as a an oven. And all the proud, these proud people that will not bend, these proud people that will not repent, these proud people that will not say yes. These proud people that making fun of the church, they're going to bow. It's going to burn as an oven. Yea, and all that do weak, weakly shall be subdued. The Lord is going to get rid of all weakness. You may be doing your thing. Right now, you may not be paying the Lord no attention, but amen. God got your number. And you ain't getting away from it. You can't get away from it. I told you wine and come before destruction. And the day that cometh shall burn them up. It's gonna be a day, amen, that cometh is gonna burn them up. Burn all sin, corruption, and wicked. It's gonna be burned up, says the Lord of Hosts. Who said it? The Lord said it. That it shall leave them neither root nor branches. Ain't gonna leave them nothing to moat to stand on or boast about. God gonna get rid of all of this wickedness. But unto you that fear my name, shall the Son of Righteousness arrive with healing in his way. Oh, if you fear his name, amen, he's coming to heal you. He got healing in his way. to care for you even as you're going through all of this climate that's up on the face of the earth, the Lord cares for you, and ye shall go forth and grow up as cattle, as calves of a sow. Malachi 4, 1 and 2. Those who have been washed in the blood of Jesus Christ have made themselves ready, will be caught up to be with the Lord in the air. If you've been washed in the blood, you ain't got to worry about it. You're going to be changed. Come on, children. Changed from mortal to immortality. You're going to be changed. Your living is not in vain. Just hold on to Jesus. In preparation for the return of Jesus Christ, a believer must faithful deal with the tests and tribulations of life. We're going through a test. All believers is being tested to see a man will they hold on to Jesus or not. We are being tested. Through the tribulations, of life, Amen. We are being tested. You sometimes wonder, well, why am I going through this, or why am I going through that? You are being tested. Going through your trials and your tribulation, you are being tested. If he will remain fervent and true. To the Lord Through every trial The believer Tests in the punish And afflicted We'll refine In him The quality of which the Lord Is looking for in the church you got to go through something Or oh, you say Well I'm saving ah, I don't I ain't supposed to suffer like this. You got to go through something. You got to go through the fire of life. But that's the kind of person Jesus is looking for. Somebody that can go through the fire of life. When you fall in the dive of temptation, count it all joy. You say, Well, Bishop, I don't do nothing but try to serve the Lord. And look like everything come up on me. Count it all, joy. Yes, we're going to be tested in the furnace of affliction, in sickness. Amen. They ain't happening in our body. We are being tested. We will refine in him the quality of which the Lord is looking for in the church. Every believer hopes Is to appear before the Lord Pure When we uh, come before him We got to be pure The pure in heart They shall see the Lord You got to be pure And in order to be pure You're going to have to go through some hell You're going to have to go through some disappointment You're going to have to go through some dislike In order for to be pure You got to be holy. You got to present your body a living sacrifice, holy unto God, which is your just your reasonable service. You got to be undefiled by the world. Your garment of the chest bride of Christ must be without spot or wrinkle. Pray tonight. Are your garment without spot? Are your government without ranker? Listen, my children, quit looking at everybody else in life. Quit looking at what they're doing and put your eyes on your own self. You make sure number one is right. You make sure, amen, that your government is spotless. Quit trying to keep up with your next-door neighbor. You make sure you are ready to meet Jesus. You find that in Ephesians five, twenty-seven, and Second Peter 3 and 4. Jesus declared we were in tribulation in this world. He done told you we're going we to go through something in this world. Just because you come to Jesus, you come out of the world, it does not mean, amen, that you are not going to go through, amen, some tests in this world. These tests are to make us strong, make us overcome. Peter addressed this in 1 Peter 4 and 12. Down to verse 17. He said, Beloved, think it not strange concerning the fire trial, which is to try you. What kind of trial? Fire trial. They're gonna try you. I'm talking about saved people. These fire trials is gonna try you. Don't think you're strange. When you live in the best you can, giving all you know to God in it, you go through a test. You go through some affliction. You lose your home. You lose your loved one. Don't think you strange. As though some strange thing have happened unto you. He said, but rejoice. Inasmuch as you are partakers of Christ's suffering, you are suffering with Jesus. Rejoice, rejoice. Even when you lose some of your loved ones that you know you love, amen, rejoice. Rejoice. I wonder, can you rejoice in this time that you're going through difficulty in life? As you are partakers of Christ's suffering, Jesus suffered, Jesus suffered. And he says, if you suffer with me, oh, I know you could, amen. Go out and do something And conquer some of them pains and That's difficult Amen You can go out in the world And do what you want But Jesus said If you suffer with me Then you should also reign with me Christ suffered That His glory shall be revealed Christ suffered Amen That his glory to show you who he really was, shall be revealed unto mankind, that his glory shall be revealed. Yea, may be, you may be glad, also with exceedingly joy. You know you got to put the joy of Jesus back in you. Quit crying. Quit wiping your eyes. Amen. Quit falling down and thinking. Amen, nobody there to help you. Get up and rejoice. This is the day the Lord has made. Rejoice, rejoice, my children. The harder things come upon you, rejoice the more. You're not the only somebody going through. You're not the only somebody being tried. You're not the only somebody being disappointed. Rejoice. For the time has come that judgment must begin at the house of God. God's going to let judgment start right at the house of God. And if it began at us, what shall the end be of them that obey not the gospel of God? If judgment don't come at God's people first, what do you think going to happen to them that don't obey the gospel? They don't obey the gospel of God. For if the righteous are scarce, to make it. What's what going to what, what happen to the sinner in ungodly man? If the righteous are scarce, all that you do, you're going to just scarce and make it in. It ain't no relaxing point on this side. That would be 1 Peter four twelve 12 through 13, 17. The Lord is coming. The coming of the Lord. The nearness, amen, <clears throat> of the coming of the Lord, it compels us to continue in that great commission of preaching the gospel of Jesus Christ. Jesus foretold that the gospel of the kingdom would be preached unto all nations before the end of this age. That's why we're on the radio tonight. We're trying to preach the gospel to every nation. We're telling you what the word of God said: you must be born again. I'm not trying to give you no jump, but I'm giving you truth. Do the truth hurt? Yes, it hurts. But I'd rather for it hurt you and you turn from your wicked ways than to let you go to hell. And I'm too coward to tell you, you got to live this thing that we are talking about. You got to preach the gospel. For it is the power of God under salvation. The gospel is power. The time is unknown. We don't know. You've been hearing this for a long time. You don't you don't we don't know the time that Jesus is going to return. And biblical prophecy. It is important, amen, to organize that the second coming of Jesus Christ will occur in two events. First, Jesus will come to catch away both the living and the dead who are in Jesus Christ. At this first event of Christ's return, he will not set his feet upon the earth. Rather, believers will join him in the air. When Jesus come back after his church, he's not coming to earth. We're going to meet him in the middle air. The, the church is going to meet him in the middle air. This is why I say it's two events. And I believe, amen, we shall be with the Lord for a thousand years. First Jesus will come to catch away both the living and the dead. The dead in Christ shall rise first, and we that remain shall be caught up in a moment in the twinkling of an eye. He will not set his feet upon the earth. Rather, believers will join him in the air. What typical reference to this event, as will we call the rapture, Of the catching away of the church Oh I believe amen In the snatching away One of these days amen The saints of God that is ready To go back with Jesus Is going to be snatched out of this earth You're going to go to bed one night Your body will be here But your amen your spirit is going to be gone we're going to be snatched out or raptured out. But that's not the whole conclusion. Christ will return to earth with his saints, and he will plant his feet on Mount owl splitting the mountain in two parts, according to Zechariah 14 and 1. We will consider both events. Of his return. Christ. Going to take his saints. Amen. And he coming back with the saints. And the saints. Amen. Is going to get ready. Is to help Jesus Christ. Judge the world. You are somebody. If you only realize. Who you are. The saints. Going to judge this world. But you can't live. Carelessly. You can't be halfway in and halfway out and expect, amen, is to go back with Jesus. You will have to sell out everything. Not one day, but every day of your life, you got to dedicate your whole time to the Lord. Love the Lord with all thy heart, with all thy soul, and with all of thy might. You got to love him with everything. Thou shalt have no other God before me, you can't put no other God before him and say you love him. For God so loved the world that he gave his only, he gave everything he had. He gave his only begotten son that whosoever believe in him shall not perish but have everlasting life. God gave everything he had to you and I. So you can't be a part-time lover. There are so many of us who want to get into heaven, but we part-time love us. We love him when we want to love him. But when we don't want to love him, then amen, we turn our back on him. He never turned his back on us. Although we cannot know the exact time of his coming, Jesus indicated that when he sees when we see the abomination of the desolation in the holy places, the time is coming, we'll be nigh. When you see the devil sitting in the place where God means, amen, a woman is supposed to be, I, amen, I want you to look up because your redemption is drawing nigh. The abomination. And Amen. I look at our church today. Amen. We're called church, and what you're looking at, you're looking at abomination. Sitting up, Amen.
2: Behind the pulpit,
0: it's a shame before God who is representing Jesus Christ. He's speak of terrible tribulation and signs in the heavens that will appear in the clouds with power and great glory. Just as people in Jesus' day, they knew that the burden of the leaves of the fig tree, it was a sign of the coming of someone. Beloved, In the last days, we recognize his coming is nigh when they see the signs coming to pass. I'm not near my finish this. Amen, but I will return. He said, barely I say unto you, this generation shall not pass. Till all of these things be fulfilled. Heaven and earth shall pass away, but my word shall not pass. But uh, that day and hour knoweth no man, no not the angels of heaven, but my Father only. What? Wherefore? For you need you you know not what hour the Lord does come. In that I'm closing out. You don't know the hour your Lord comes. Watch and pray. Watch that you enter not in the temptation. I pray God uh, this has been a blessing. Amen. Uh, to you this this night. Amen. This is
2: Dr. Moore in the staff saying, God bless
1: you. Until next week. That was good coming from Dr. Moore tonight. We appreciate you for coming in. We say God bless you and God speed. We'll be back next week. Bye bye.